Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got the Baron, John Babb. Just, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just fresh from showing how old I am. Yeah. Knowing, that, knowing that our other man, man's father from the 1980s. 70s. Uh, well, I know him from the 80s. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need that kind of Baron music every time we come on. You know, the right. duh, 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 duh. It's got to be something from years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Babs there joining this week. Hello, John. Hiya. Good evening. Uh, and debuting on the podcast this week, we've got our away day match reporter. So because we played Leeds, we thought we'd better get him on. Um, we've got Stu on the podcast this week. Hello. How are you feeling? Debut. It's fine. What have you let yourself in for? <laughs> it's going to be a good ride. Now, if you you might now put two and two together and realise why Stu on his match reports signs off as SK Hall, we'll let you put the two and two together for that one. Um, but what you were just referencing on then, John, is that just before we started recording, you know you knew Stu's dad, dad, Ken. but yeah, you Kenny play, played. No, played I, I played for his Sunday league team. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. um, that was, I, I lived not far away from Essington and played mm. for, played for Essington and John. They ran two teams, and Ken managed the first team. Mm. Well, I actually played in the second team, stroke first team. But um, so you know, do you know Paul Lockley as well? Um, I'm just trying to think who the guy was who managed the second team. But uh, um, your ginger-haired fella used to go to the cricket a lot. Um, I used to see him over at Edgebaston and with a beard. Yeah. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got no hair now, so no, I don't know if it was ginger yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, ginger haired chap, yeah, that's it. Small world, hey? yeah. I didn't realise until we started recording that you two are quite close to each other in way matches. <laughs> way right? matches, yeah. yeah. And we're placed together. Yeah, placed together. <laughs> we're strategically <laughs> close together at most games. <laughs> um, right, we're on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about uh, the game, the derby at the weekend against Birmingham. We'll talk about um, Mick McCarthy in Ipswich. Uh, the away win against Leeds. Uh, we're going to go to news firstly. Before news, I should kind of segment this right, shouldn't I? Um, Leon Clark scored an over, much, much overdue goal at the weekend against Leeds, the winner. So we asked you on social media, what other things are overdue at Wolves? And we'll touch on the ones we had on social media in a few minutes. Stu, do you want to kick us off? Anything overdue at Wolves? Well, as, as soon as you said it earlier, the first thing that came to mind was a Palermo-style pink away kit. Yes, we've never had one. <laughs> the look on John's face for people who can't see this. But how well the purple one went down last year. Was it last year or the year before? Last, last year, year, last yeah. season. The girls liked it, and I, I wore it with pride, as you know, because you saw me wearing it yeah. a lot of times. But why not? Everyone else does it. Because Akimi's got the uh, the away, not the yeah. The, is it the third kit or second yeah, the third kit goalkeeper? Goal yeah. In fairness, I do look at it though, and I do think. It's should he, should he? Like, it, if you play that against it, like Millwall or something, you're just not going to live it down, are you? It's no. more radiated salmon than people. <laughs> John, I know you've only just realised about 10 minutes ago about this feature, but he was serious. Salmon. I remember Stuart Hall once. when We first signed Andy Gray, and we won 3-2 at Arsenal. Come out the ground, the first report I heard was Stuart Hall. And the first thing that came out, he said the game was won. A magn- magnificent goal from Andy Gray. He rose like a salmon. <laughs> and I, it's, I still remember it to this day. Stuart Hall, he rose like a salmon. And there's you with your radiated salmon. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything overdue at Wolves, John? Whether serious or just light-hearted? Let's open under... We could have an under-21 win at Villa tonight. Yeah. 
Because our under twenty ones, we put some very young teams out, and mm. every time I look, they're getting battered. Yeah. Um, it can't be great for confidence, however, whatever age they are. Let's hope they just can spot, just, up tonight. Just despite the fact that maybe was it two seasons ago, we had a obviously I know a lot of the players are in the senior squad, but we had a fantastic. Yeah, we had quite a, a relatively old under twenty one mm. side then, and now we're sort of having a very young under 21 side which is what a lot of the bigger sides play anyway Liverpool's and so they are quite but obviously they've got better players mm-hmm. as well but um be nice to stop them see the stop the rotten see a win tonight but that happened in the 90s as well I remember it well mm-hmm. I say remember because you should, I don't know do you remember I, the 90s I, well, I do as a child <laughs> <laughs> Les Scott and Keane and Naylor mm-hmm. and all that that youth team when they all came through and the youth team when after they were blooded, was rubbish mm. for years and years until well, Graham Taylor put it in place. Then, yeah. Well, when, if it, if when he took over, there was they, 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 the Graham Taylor. They were actually training on the West Park. <laughs> and, and things developed quite quickly under Graham Taylor. Uh, my overdue thing is a thirty-yard screamer. I don't remember Millia the last style. time. Yeah, Millia style, Guardiola style. Technically, the last time we saw a thirty-yard screen. I mean, McDonald against Middlesbrough on Tuesday probably would have done that. If it hadn't, if it had just gone in, it would have been the greatest goal of all time. But we, I don't remember the last time I saw a 30 yard screamer home or away. Didn't Jacob score one from fairly way out, fair way out last scored year? one, might not have been 30. Orient, Henry scored one from, it was, ah. he won that far out, yeah. it was something a bit, a 27 was, yards out. Yeah, that was Brentford. Was it Brentford? No, he did, he did score one, he, he scored at James Henry, literally the last minute he came on as a sub, didn't he, I think? And he literally just scooted, buried it bottom left. Ah, yeah. I and was thinking of the last goal. I think they... you're thinking of Notts County at home. Didn't he score one from quite a distance? Notts County were like a purple and yellow yeah. kit. I'm sure he scored one at the, at the North Bank end from a fair distance out. Well, you tell us. At WWFC Fancast on Twitter. <laughs> tell not, us. My, my memory isn't quite what but it was. I'd have to watch the archives. There's not many players now, since the people like Milias or Guardiola, who just decide to go for it. I mean, Lee Evans probably is the only one I can think of who you can tell when he gets the ball he will have a go. Yeah. But I'd like to see a 30 yard screamer again, don't mind you. Yeah. It's the only thing Milias really did, wasn't it? <laughs> that, 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 that goal. <laughs> yeah. We don't actually shoot enough from that distance. No. It's a big problem. You know, we almost have to be in the box before anybody will have a, have a mm. go. It is um, one of the, the downsides to playing this. Well, it's not even, it's not tiki-taka, is it? It's just sensible foot, possession yeah. football that when you get into space, you're looking to pass it on rather than having a go. And like mm. you said, Evans is the only one who kind of does that kind of thing. But he's not been too successful <laughs> yeah. yet. Mm. Uh, right, let's take some off uh, social media. Um, Alex Beryl says, uh, Christoph Berra. If he doesn't score an own goal when Wolves face it, which <laughs> they, there shall be a disappointment. Um, he scored at the weekend. He, he keeps scoring, doesn't he, Berra? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Diving head, doesn't he? <laughs> mm. uh, Ollie James, uh, Ollie James Lewis, sorry, says just fixing the big TV screens at Molyneux, but that's been for years now, that has, isn't it? Um, it would be what a surprise it would be though if you just turned up and nobody said anything and they were working. Yeah. The club didn't say anything. You just got there and, and all of a sudden the teams were displayed and everything. People would just be watching the screens. They <laughs> wouldn't watch the match at all. I don't know when, if just for the the advertising space that it would create. Mm. Well, you look at the Forest one that they got aid and the one at Newcastle that nearly fell on people like, two weeks ago. Yeah. But that's got they've got ADI across every single thing mm. and that obviously pays for the cost of it. So yeah. with Jez in his money purse, why not? I remember though as a kid, like watching going to the game with him, just watching the the replay. If you yeah. thought, oh, what happened there? Just watch it on the straight telly. Now it's just weird, still yeah. not 
I need to give people a clock, mm. a running clock. I mean, we've, the clock that we've got on top of the South Bank, it's only there for heritage. You mm. can't, you can, most people can't even see it. Yeah. They don't be able to read it. Um, you'd like to see the teams displayed. Mm. Um, admittedly, you know, they'll probably say that we buy a programme. Well, like a Sky Sports, <laughs> like a Sky Sports star walk up to the screen. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> they do actually do it. I've only seen it once because I'm only in the, get, in the ground that early. But you know the advertising boards. Yeah, they, put it they do run there, around yeah, there. The yeah, yeah. No one. Who yeah, needs but I mean during the game, if yeah, you yeah, see yeah. number twenty-seven, you want to look up and see. Yeah, well, yeah. twenty-seven. You know, a Char- yeah. Charlton, even Walsall. Charlton's is very good. Char- you're right. Charlton's is probably the best. Mm. Uh, Rich Wolves seven five eight five says, um, I'd, "I'd say an away win at the Hawthorns, um, nineteen ninety-six is a long time ago." Ouch. Nineteen ninety-six. <laughs> you and Roberts. Oh, it's just one of them weird. Little side things that we we wore we had white numbers on the back of the shirts that mm. game, for and then after that game they changed it because that game was on Sky and they couldn't see it. People, so. <laughs> little fact for you. Yeah, uh, Joe Mestrum just says a cup run, which has been well. Yeah, I was going to touch. I was going to say that because obviously we've had a change today with the FA Cup draw being done on a Monday, mm. going really turning the clock back a long, long way. Um, how about us just being competitive in a cup mm. tie and actually trying? Mm. That'd be nice. We'll be in the third round this year, won't we? Yeah. Against VFA Cup, yes. Back to normal third round day. Yeah, like, L- like against Luton. And finally, Simon Gold saying, a full 90 minutes without someone shouting forward. <laughs> Sorry, that's one of the best mates who sits next to me I was talking about earlier. There was, there's a guy at the back of the Steve Ball stand who permanently... For two years, every time it got to about 70, 70 minutes onwards, if we were losing or drawing, it shared at the top of his voice, forward, forward, <laughs> and for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and it, it became a running, running joke, and when we went down to League One, he never, we've never seen him again. Oh, right, okay. So it's one of the purge. <laughs> Uh, so what other overdue things would you like to see at Wolves? Send them to us throughout the week uh, at WWFC Fancast on Twitter and Wolves Football Fancast Show on Facebook. Uh, now, it's all started again. Bakary Sacco and the transfer rumours are where he might go to. Um, obviously, his contract ends this summer. And today, there's been a story in the mirror from our good friend Alex Richards about linking him to Villa for a cup price £2 million, which... Um, I dare say we were selling for two million pounds. Is this something that's going to be boiling over in January uh, for Saka? Because if Wolves want to make some money off him and he doesn't look, he's going to stay. It's the perfect time. I mean, the issue obviously is the fact that we're up there in contention at the moment. A lot will depend on where we're at. Um, there's a lot of things to involve there. A, I don't know whether Lambers will still be in a job. In, mm. So it might not be him and Roy Keane's thoughts. Roy Keane's been seen at Molyneux a few times in the last few months. Um, and people were thinking he was looking at Danny Bard. It might well be that he's always been looking at Sacco all the time. Mm. Um, Sacco's got to stay fit. Obviously, he just had little niggles, etc. at the moment. He's away in January in the nation, the African nations. Yeah. Then, but then two million for a player who would only have potentially, what, 12 or 15 games left of his career, it's actually quite a lot of money. And, but but it, they're only really trying to get him at that particular stage by... Paying the two million to see anybody else off who's mm. not paying anything, but I think I would guess that Sacco would not go because I would think he'd probably hang out for the end of the season because I think he'd get a better wage deal somewhere else by going for nothing. Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to do Wolves any good, but it is prerogative. Yeah. And I, I would think if he's going to stay till January, he'll stay. He'll, he'll hang out for the best deal in mm. the summer. I would think. Yeah, and what's the point really in selling him for two million when 
he's obviously our best player, and we'll touch on the lack of Sacco at Leeds in a bit. But what is the point in selling for two million when he has been so influential? And yeah, we'll miss, we'll miss him for a month. But when you think how much, how much is it to the Premier League now? Is it 180 million? Has it gone mm. up to now? Just through the playoffs alone. Yeah, so, you know that with Jez, that if Wolves are going to try and make some money, they'll try and get as much I, as they can, and yeah. they'll, they'll 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 say, "Look at what a great player he is! Look how many goals he scored! Two million, you're having a laugh." Really, I think despite only six months left, Jez will, knowing what what he's done in the past with getting a lot of. Well, money once January's place, gone, he's worth he's nothing then. Yeah, because yeah. obviously he's, he's yeah. zero. Um, but I don't think it'll be up to Wolves. I think it'll be up to Sacco. Mm. But the new Dicko thing might be our saving grace with that one. That if he walks away in the summer and we got promoted, then I think he might he might still stay. If we don't get promoted, then he'll probably leave anyway. And it's two million. Are we in that much debt anymore? Really? Mm. Is it another year of parachute money after this year? Which is odd to think we still get in parachute. Yeah, money. exactly. That's, that's so crazy. Mm. And there's only Johnson left of the uh, the banished lot. So mm. personally, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell him for anything at all. Is there still any hope that we could get him tied to a new deal? Unless we can, no, unless we go up and straight away from May, new deal done. Yeah. If we go up and we say to Sacco, right, we're up now, why don't you sign a new deal? Give him 30. Yeah. If he's on 25, give him, I think someone mentioned that last week, give him 30 instead of 25. Mm. Just give him more than what he's on. I think a lot of the problem is though, that unless we go up, they won't do that. Yeah, Otherwise, they'd do that now. Yeah, they and they would offer him that now. But there's no his contract is obviously already above the rest of the club. He's already outside the rest yeah. of the wage structure. You got to accept that. And if we're if we're in this division next year, they'll let him go because they won't be able to renew him at the con- the contract he's on now. Yeah, no, they won't. So you know, I don't think that's you know it's just not even plausible unless we unless we got promoted. Mm. But yeah. yeah, the only way we're gonna get a new deal off yeah. him is yeah. is if we get promoted. Yeah. But I think this is gonna be something that. As long as he keeps playing well, the stories, the rumours are just going to get bigger and bigger. Because I was surprised over the summer that there wasn't any kind. There wasn't really any story in the summer, was there? No, no, not really. Going anywhere? No, which surprised me. Yeah, but I think when you've played in League One, you're only ever going to get a deal off a Championship club. Yeah, and a Championship club probably wouldn't be paying him more than he's on now. Mm. And why? There's no incentive to move from from Wolves, is it, at that stage, Mm. to go to another Championship club paying you less? You know, no, nobody in the Premier League was going to sign him from the League One. They'd have signed him earlier after after the Championship. They were going to sign him. Okay, so well, it, as I say, it's it's going to rumble on, isn't it? Really, mm. Sacco. We never know what's going to happen. Uh, just follow a bit on the news. Um, as we mentioned last week, we've been nominated for Best uh, Podcast at the Football Blogging Awards 2014. Uh, please do vote for us. Go to uh, footballbloggingawards.co.uk and click on vote now. And you can find out more information on our website, wallsfancast.com. Thank you very much if you voted for us so far. Um, it was really nice to see over the weekend that people like Lee Evans, Bakary Sacco and Danny Bartle placed a vote for us, which is yeah, nice to see good, that yeah. from, the, from the players. So thank you very much, guys. That's the uh, best one I've listened to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you very much, guys, for voting for us and everybody who's voted for us. Just a, a reminder, if you voted for us before October the 13th, um, the voting's all reset now since we've been nominated, so you need, do need to um, vote again. And our website, wallsfancast.com, will have more details. And also make sure you vote for our writer, Richard Hopp, as well, in the Best New Blogger category. Wolves came from a goal down at the weekend against Leeds to win 2-1. And the big surprise that when everyone saw it was just gasp. Gasp? 
gasped, <laughs> that's the word, uh, was a Leon Clark goal for the winner. Um, I know we've said this for many weeks on the podcast, but it felt like, again, a tale of two halves. Not very much a good first half, a very good second half. Gentlemen, I know you were uh, eyes and ears for the game. Stu, you did your the uh, away day match report for us. Mm-hmm. In general, what did you what did you think of the game? First half, nothing at all happened. It was like it was a typical third game in a week situation in the first half. That's how it seemed. There was no no movement, no no urgency was there at all. Not really. And no. it, it was just like it was lacking. Some, <laughs> it was some, too slow moving the ball from our, our, our half into their half. It was just it took far too many passes. I know, it, I know. I'm not talking about lumping the ball forward now. I'm just talking about speed of moving the pass around the park. It was it, just pedestrian. Yeah, it was Solbakken-esque. Yeah. In the first half, and it, it <laughs> amazingly went. Leon changed the game. <laughs> I wouldn't quite go that far. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first half it, there was just. Yeah, the, I don't know what happened to them. It mm. was like they just ran out of energy mm. from the very start. And to be fair, Leeds did play well in the first half. And they they did look like they want they wanted it. I mean, and they played very much on Tommy Rowe. Yeah, and they, 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 I mean, obviously it was Morrison's first game. And where did he line up? Bang on Tommy Rowe. Yeah, well, where did they launch everything? Tommy Rowe. Yeah, because <laughs> they they missed a, a, a good. Uh, well, really they should have gone two up. Oh. The sitter where it was I mean, basically the goal was there, and he yeah, and he passed it. it to Joachim. He lined on the yeah. floor basically. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was a real let off. We should have been we should have been two down. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote it in the blog about Tommy Rowe that it's just. He's not a left back, is he? Well, where where we were sitting on Saturday, you could see the, the yeah. line. He, like he plays them on the side. He's never in line with the rest of the defence. He doesn't actually look as though he's in part of the unit at all. Mm. He's just doing his own thing. Um, but in the second half, when we've got possession and we're attacking, he, he's really good offensively mm. as, as playing as almost a, an attacking left midfielder. But that's what he's, he, he, was, yeah. he, he did yeah. that really well second half. But when we're under the cosh at times in the first half, and he's not really being asked to get across the halfway line. He's just, he's just thinking he looks like a reserve left back yeah. I said, well that's what he's natural at like, <laughs> yeah. going forward but then yeah. I know that I'm sure Kenny Jackett said when they bought him that he can be a left back which people thought well maybe he'll be a backup do, like, we dare, yeah. do we dare say that Tommy Rowe might be becoming this generation Stephen Ward he's, he's seen I was just going to say that yeah. he played exactly like Stephen Ward played he can play left back but that doesn't mean he should Yeah, that he just he's, he's not his positioning's not there is he no. John at all and when he's actually in the left back position he never passes it forward he's always and especially against Middlesbrough last Tuesday, he kept turning and passing it back to Akimi over and over again. Mm. And it, it was happening in the first half. In the second half, like John said, when he was on the halfway line, he would bomb forward. Yeah. He, he had a couple of really good runs in, in, into the box and causing all sorts of havoc, really. In the second half, I was impressed with him saying no. There's a big uh, statistical website called whoscored.com who did their championship team of the week. And Tommy Rowe made that team with a rating of 7.9 at left back. The only Wolves player in that team and from following it, I don't remember the last time a Wolves player was on it. But that's the reaction that people are having, is that how has Tommy Rowe made the Championship Team of the Week at left-back when, from what we can see, he's playing, he's not of that position. He would never play in a team in front of Scott Goldborn at left-back yeah. for me. Unless you were asking for, you know, mm. unless you are playing against a team where you really wanted somebody bombing forward most mm. of the game. Um, it really now begs the question, three games gone in, what has happened to Scott Goldborn and Richard Steam? Now, you could argue... After those three games where we conceded eight, Jackets thought, I need to mix things up. There's also the other argument is, has something gone on behind the scenes? You never know what happens behind closed doors, do you? And, you know, if something has happened, 
we'll just have to see. But whether I know a lot of people have been calling for him, obviously Scott Goldborn to come back in. But mm-hmm. you know, if something has happened behind the scenes, it looks like he's not going to get in anytime soon, really, mm-hmm. unless Tommy Rhodes just has. An absolutely awful game, and what what the choice have you got? We've also seen where he gives a young person a chance, and despite what the crowd are saying, because mm-hmm. Jack is no no mug. He, when we were getting on to Jack Cassidy, I'm going to say we. I'm talking, I wasn't personally, but as a crowd, yeah. they were collectively getting on to him. Just I imagine you standing up in the stand. <laughs> no, what are you doing? No, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but there were, obviously a lot of people weren't happy with Cassidy playing. When yeah, he, he did give him a prolonged run. Yeah, he gave him a big chance to to, to, to perform. Yeah. Um, it may well be. What's the point in putting Ebanks Landell in for one game or two games, mm. even if he doesn't see him playing there for the rest of the season? You, you think maybe he's already made the decision. I've got to give him half a dozen games because mm. you, you can destroy a kid, can't you, by putting him in for a couple of games mm. and then just ditching him again. And you got, you've got to give him some kind of a chance. And bar the the uh, four goals that have been conceded in these three games, technically we haven't lost. Why change a defence that yeah, isn't, I, you know, isn't broken in a, in a I sense? I know what you mean. It's it's one of them where <coughs> we haven't lost, but it's despite him, in a yeah. way. I mean, that, that's that thing. The only thing I can think of, he didn't give the ball away, did he? That's the that's one thing, he didn't give the ball away at all. Uh, we talked Rowe or Ebanks Landau? Rowe, right, yeah. Ebanks Landau give the ball away all the time. But he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's a young... I mean, that's what... Where's Courtney House? Who's he mm. doing? Where he's, he's, supposed doing, he's supposed to be doing really well at Gillingham. Mm. Yeah, that's another one who's he's, Ebanks Landell seems like he should go out on loan, but we haven't got a choice because we've got no. Yeah, you can't send him out on loan because he's, he's he's the only real backup. Well, him and Ricky, they haven't got no backup. So therefore, if he doesn't go out on loan, and we don't play him, he's not doing it. He's not getting any experience at all. He's sitting on the bench, and then if mm. you get to nearly Christmas, that means that would have meant he would have been four months and he wouldn't have played a game mm. because we decided to get knocked out of the League Cup in the first round. <laughs> so the, get, the kid doesn't get any football. So the only way he's going to get any football is by playing. And that's Jackie's decision then to maybe to bring people in. Uh, second half then, it seemed like the game completely changed the walls. They pressed the leads a lot more. They kept the ball in their half. Um, and then, But I do... Th- I do think there was a little bit of a problem with the Leeds tactics. I do mm. think, and I, it happened at Rotherham as well. When they go a goal in front, this that manager, well, their old ex-manager now, <laughs> yeah. he, last he, week. he did obviously. He thought that they were capable of defending and mm. a lead, a lead, and they they were. Their defence was shocking uh, when you really got in there. And but the flow w- was a lot better, and obviously James Henry scored that goal, which was technically lucky. You would you would think. Well. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be lucky. Yeah. I don't think he's offside. He won't offside. No, but if it, which is what they were appealing for. But I mean, it's obviously lucky when he falls to him in the box. Yeah. <laughs> or completely unmarked. Um, but the game, you know, we talked about Leon Clark. It seemed to change when he came, when he got the goal. When I watched it back on the highlights, there was a part of me that thought, the angle he hit that tap in, it could have easily gone wide. <laughs> well, it, the um, the Van La Parra chance, <coughs> when he seemed yeah. to knee wide. Yeah. And you think, well, it's not happening for him. If that kind of happens to Clark after all the uh, the hijinks of what happened last Tuesday, and the if Leon scores were on the pitch chance, which this time that he did seem to take in in good spirits rather than doing the shush motion to the yeah. South Bank. Oh, did did he do that last week? No, it was no. Middlesbrough. They were saying, oh. they were chanting it at him. Yeah, oh, oh, that's what I mean. Oh, so, when he was here yeah. as a kid, oh, and oh, that so, oh sorry, I thought yeah. he meant he did it last Tuesday. No, Saturday. Mm-hmm. He, he turned around and he was laughing yeah. it off, yeah. and that's what I think you've seen the reaction when he scored. Yeah. That the whole team came and jumped on him, and all the fans. When we did get a bit carried away, yeah. I think I think he should have. Like, shushed, I think he should have shushed the crowd. <laughs> I think it would have been a really nice <laughs> memento to the. 
But yeah, late, late winners are always always yeah. the best, aren't they? I think he, he just needed something. If it if it went in off any part of him, as long as it went in, that's all he needed, I think, because his overall overall game, especially in the last the last three or four games where he's had like little cameos, mm. he's looked a different player to me. Yeah. Did he change the game for Wolves on Saturday when he mm. came on? Edwards wasn't doing anything, was he? At no, all. but we he, weren't. He, we weren't doing. We anything. weren't doing anything across the halfway line. Yeah. No, that's yeah. any trouble. And I, we, I just think it was part of a a change in the game really where we our possession was a lot more constructive it was in mm. their half McDonald started controlling the game really from, from after just shortly after half time he was basically running the show in the middle mm. he was being given a lot more time and Leeds was sitting back letting us have the ball thinking they were going to defend their way to a 1-0 mm. win yeah I think McDonald got the um, man of the match in the sun as well right yeah, it would have done for me, really. I mean, he, the, everything went through McDonald in yeah. the second half. It was just everything, McDonald, McDonald, it just spraying it about all over the shop. Do I dare say all the goals are going to start coming in for Clark? No? Yeah, I think I actually think they will be, because that's the only thing that's been missing from him. I, mean, I, I can't believe I'm saying this about Leon Clark, but fair play to the kid. He's, kid, he's well, he's younger than me, I suppose. Yeah. He, um, no, fair play to him. He's knuckled down. He looks fitter than he's ever been. His movement, his first touch when he came on, yeah, he's he's much better than he used to be. So if he's going to get the chance and if he's going to play, that's the only thing. Will he? I don't personally. I don't think he's mobile enough. He can't. Uh, play. He doesn't run across the line enough, and he doesn't drag their 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 formation around enough for me, which Edwards does. Now, I think we have to accept. I think that Leeds made him. A little bit easy for us. But I'm not decrying how we played. We played well second half, but we Leon Clark didn't move around a lot. Mm. He, got, he he just got himself into inside forward positions and was quite static. Now he, he linked up quite well, but to play the way Wolves play at mm. the moment with, and using Dicko the way that you, you know, he, Jacket wants that number ten moving around a lot more than Clark does. Mm. But James Henry was cutting inside quite a lot, and he was doing yeah. that as well. Yeah, and it, it was it was one of them where it was almost a, a license for the apart from McDonald who just doesn't move, he just does his thing. You had Jacobs, Henry, and Clark. Clark didn't really move, but Jacobs and Henry were swapping around, moving around, and you had Doherty who was, who was absolutely superb as well for me. Yeah, you, he could have, yeah, and to be fair, I think he could have he could have scored the winner. Mm. Um, it was every chance for you know he could he mm. could have scored that and he, he's given he's gifted Clark the goal really I, I, I would have backed Doty to score if he'd have wanted to but is that more of a team thing yeah, you know, he, yeah. He, he's they've obviously seen that Clark needs his goal especially as Doty's had a number of efforts recently and yeah. in despair he was actually quoted as saying something about he felt as though he's never going to score again mm. and there was his chance but he, you know. He just laid it up for, for Clark instead of scoring. Um, you mentioned at the start about Sacco, how we, the game seemed very much like we were missing Sacco. Yeah, what was it about um, the game? It was just what we were saying about how stale the first half was. It was when Sacco's there, there's always a bit of he's either going to be brilliant or awful, mm. but you've still got that kind of mystique about him that <laughs> he gets the ball. He probably don't know what he's going to do himself, but so no one else does. So even. If he's going to do something, then you get three or four leads player yeah. pulled towards him, giving well, chance, space for everyone else. I think that's one of the big things: is he pulls he pulls t- at least two players away to be double marked. He's often treble. He does wait a lot of things yeah. outside, so it does give us the chance to switch to the right. But oh, there was nobody double marking Henry. No. There was nobody double marking Jacobs. That, that was that was the difference. Um, yeah. They were allowed to just have the, the, the amount of space you would normally give to a player, and they didn't do a lot with it really. To no. be fair. 
Um, I've, as you didn't listen to the podcast last week, John, um, what we uh, something I'm like, so busy. <laughs> you can never be busy for this. John. Five minutes. Just you know, get up in the morning, brush your teeth, have it on in your headphones. There you go. Headphones. <laughs> Or what? your wireless, I don't know. <laughs> what your gramophone. I've still got a transistor radio. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's telling I'll, me about dab. I'll get, I'll, get, I'll get it on vinyl for you, so you can uh, you can listen to it. Um, I made the reference last week about Leon Clark, um, that when he runs, he looks like a dinosaur with his hands. How his hands are positioned when he, when he runs. I can't do this on an audio platform, yeah. but his hands are like this, as if like a little T-Rex when he runs. He kind of runs. His gloves are tight, then, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Do you agree or disagree to that um, that statement that he, he his running looks like a T-Rex or a, a generic dinosaur? I, I, I can't agree with that statement because I've never seen a T-Rex run, but the way you've demonstrated, Dave, I know your listeners can't, but Dave has demonstrated it in a way that I can't disagree. <laughs> he actually runs just how you were running. There we go. A perfect Barney impression. Maybe we need to do like a YouTube video and do <laughs> the Leon Clark impression. Um, all in all, then, a fa- you know, it is Ellen Road. It's a fantastic result. So much to the fact that we made Leeds sack their manager. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which was bizarre because um, some, I think it's like Paddy Power or someone put it on Twitter saying, look how things escalated. Leeds put on their Twitter account a quote from the manager going, you know, are we okay? Yeah, we lost, but I've seen some really good football. And literally an hour later, breaking leads to part company with what was his name? Darko Milanich. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, somebody put the stat out that um, Watford and Leeds have now had five managers between them in the space <laughs> between Villa scored the last goal. Yeah, I heard that. This it's morning, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, but it's still a fantastic resort away mm. at Ellen Road. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's still a big place to go and a big crowd. Decent atmosphere. I mean, you have only beaten Leeds on in terms of, but like it's still a yeah, big you win. Yeah, team. Yeah, it's a big win when you're there. But when you, when you look at it afterwards on the paper, it's not, pro- I don't think they're only going to be anywhere near the yeah. top. No, 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 no chance. But for a, well, especially for, I mean, I, I've been to Ellen Road three times and we've been battered every single time. Even apart from the the one nil Solbakken's first game that was on telly for everyone to watch our humiliation again. I've never had a good day out at Leeds. And ever did you not go to the one where Jay Bothroyd scored the thirty yard screamer at the last second? Um, I'm not. I, I remember watching that on the telly as a kid, thinking, "Oh, it's nil nil, it's fine." And all of a sudden, what? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, on Leeds, fair play to Kenny Jacket for giving a group of Wolves fans a yeah. lift home on the team coach. And if you saw that I story, John. The photos that you 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 were part of with mm. James Fielding or something mm. posting, but I couldn't make head and a tail of the story to be honest. Basically, the story from what I've been told is that these fans, I think they might have missed the coach. Don't quote me on it. Oh god, they were. That's going to create a precedent. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, but they were stranded at Ellen Road, and somehow Wolves got wind of it, and Kenny Jacket said, "Yeah, come on the team, coach." And they, the, I think there was only like four of them, right. got on got on the team, coach. Home. But you know, yeah. still that's great. You know, there's going to be a lot of people missing coaches, <laughs> yeah, just hanging around the team. Coach, I need a lift. And trouble is, Kenny, there's 33 of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Saturday, it's back. It's the derby against Birmingham. Um, now, there might be a lot of fans who might think it might be a bit of a bloodbath on Saturday, <laughs> following Birmingham's eight-nil home loss to Bournemouth. Um, they have no manager, but now they do under Gary Rowett, yeah. is that right, of Burton. And it's not like Wolves have a bad re- reputation of um, taking on managers on their debut matches, is it, really? 
But we did. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll also take on Birmingham in the lunchtime kickoff, which is on Sky if you're not um, around Wolverhampton to see the game. Um, but I think the early thing has got to be anyone's perceptions that potentially this is going to be a bloodbath, maybe, you know, limit those perceptions. I think that's the wrong kind of phrase for that kind of game because against Birmingham it will be a bloodbath yeah. type. Pop's um, not in the ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in the terms of Wolves scoring a lot of goals, it may not, people seeing Bournemouth, they may, it may not be the case, especially with a new manager. No, it's a, it was a freak result. I mean, I know their home record's poor, but I mean, 8 0 it's a freak. I mean, having said that, Barnes, he did win there about 5 or 6, and Craig Davis scored forward in a year or so. It does happen every now and again, that's <laughs> not But you wouldn't expect a local derby to be a slaughtering anyway. No. And they're going to be fired up after that new management team. They'll be well organised, I would think, come come mm. the day. It, oh, you'd like to think we'd beat them, um, yeah. but you know, I don't think we'll be looking for cricket scores. No, no. Uh, I think two, I think two nil will be a, a good result. All being well, I was just going to say then that the Steve Bruce. I think it was Steve Bruce's first game in charge of Birmingham. We beat them two nil. Mm. So the precedence there, yeah. and the Gary Rope probably played in that team as well. Maybe I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, but, um, we'll have a Davy Davis. Back, back at Molyneux. Yeah, if he's if he's in the side. Yeah, um, I don't know if he's starting for Berg. Well, he has been, but obviously with a new manager, I don't know whether you, you don't know what changes mm. they'll make. Do you? Obviously, it was one of Lee Clark's signings. Mm. Um, um, Sacco's a bit of a doubt. I think he's kind of facing a fitness test. Um, what do you think the team's going to be then on Saturday against Birmingham? I think it'll be the same, but with Clark and Fred, I think they'll be the, the team that finished, apart from Stearman up front, obviously. <laughs> um, I don't think they'll start with Clark. Because Wolves, uh, that's the only thing about Leeds, did Wolves play 4 4 2? No, it, it was more of a. I didn't say diamond, but it, it, it was just like. He, he was just dropping into inside forward mm. positions, Clark. He, I was going to say, because Wolves just can't play 4 4 2. No. So. Uh, it wasn't 4 4 2, it was. It, it wasn't even the normal four-two-three-one. It was kind of, kind of like four-four-two, then wingers, then kind of Clark around, yeah, yeah. just off. But they yeah. were all they were tucking inside with Doty overlapping, so it was a strange one, but it worked. So potentially Clark starting, although John, you, you think who who do you think is Edwards will start again? Mm. And the same team, same defense. Obviously, people will be calling for Goldborn, but it's gonna be it's it. We have a loss with it, have we? So why changes? Yeah, I think it's the same. I th- well, I think if Sacco's not playing. I can see the mileage for, for, for Tommy Rowe mm. if Sacco's not playing. If Sacco was playing, I'd, I'd per- personally prefer Goldborn back. Um, I think the two combine well, and I don't think you need your man bombing forward so much when Sacco's mm. there. But no. I, I'd ra- in many ways, I'd rather see Rowe doing a lot more overlapping without Sacco mm. on the field. No uh, stop for VLP? He was better. Mm. He was better at Leeds than he has been, but that's not saying... I don't know what's happened to him the first... First couple of games, you thought, well, we've got another one here. Yeah. But some, he's just, his touches, his touch was better at Leeds it, than it has been. Yeah, um, he wasn't massively involved, but he was involved in the sec, in the second goal, wasn't he? Um, so, yeah, but I don't think he's ever going to be in his first season. He's not going to, I think I said this early on after mm. we played Norwich, I think you remember, I, I, everybody was giving him that man of the match, I said, <laughs> He, this this won't last. Yeah. Um, and he, and as a young player in his first first season in English football, he's going to be in and out of the side. Well, because Jacket said in, in an interview recently that he's still trying to get used to the English game, and but that is surprising to the fact that how well he started. Yeah. Especially I think back to Cardiff where he ran rings round 
De Silva and he wasn't yeah. and all of a sudden he's kind of dipped out of the team and he hasn't really had that much but I don't time. think I think Jackie will want him doing more backtracking than he does his yeah. backtracking's poor much in the same way as Sacco's was very poor when he first in his first season um, you know it, it was it was dreadful wasn't he off the ball and he was a liability at times well he was one of the reasons why we got relegated however <laughs> silly that sounds because he was the best player that season but yeah. because of him not tracking back yeah they were overexposed all the time so and, but and Van La Parra much the same without being perhaps the liability. Did you know? He, he, we haven't seen him giving fouls away like Sacco mm. used to give. But um, doesn't do a lot without the ball for me. Val Van La Parra. So we're just taking the same team then, really. As in, it could be Edwards yeah. or Clark, depending on. Yeah, J- Jacobs is the is the is the difficult. Isn't, isn't, Jacobs isn't really contributing in any way, shape, or form like he was last year. And there is a question mark about this level, obviously, that's been been raised by Derby mm. supporters as well. Um, about whether he actually cuts the mustard at this level. I would like to think he would because he's got ability, but he's, he's not doing it at the moment for me. Mm. But mm. we have got no other option on the left, no. though. That's the problem. No. Unless you push Rowe forward. Oh, tactical genius. <laughs> Just a reminder of the table. Uh, Birmingham second from bottom with 11 points. Uh, Wolves obviously third, but technically joint top on points. Who'd have thought... The start of the season that at this point come end of but well, will be the start of November that Wolves were in such a good position. I'm not surprised that the division is as close because mm. although we joint top, you know almost if you have a week where you get a point and or two draws, mm. you, you can drop down out, out the playoff positions, yeah. can't you? It's, well, it's that close. which has happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not surprised it's that close because I don't think there's any real runaway contenders mm. and there's a lot of teams in the same. What boat for me in terms of what when I look at their squads they're very very similar mm. and you can you could if somebody if you said to somebody you can name the playoff squads the playoff teams the, the, or the top six at the end of the season you you'd get people probably running in with about thirteen or fourteen different teams yeah um, if we asked a, a decent enough group and that, that's how the division is so I'm not totally surprised mm. that we're up there but we've only lost but two games I know, in that, yeah. and you look yeah. at a team which is. Majority, it's it's not really as much of an experienced championship team as we think it is. We are dominating teams at times. We're we're pressing pre- pressing them. We, we are third. I, I think anyone would have took this at the start of the season. The two, the, 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 we've played, because of looking at the teams that we played, we've perhaps been a little bit lucky in meeting the obviously the relegated teams at the right time. Mm. I'm playing, I'm playing real devil, keeping things calm. <laughs> we've obviously we've, four or five of the teams I think that have lost their manager since yeah. we've played them and things like. That. I think the big measure will be next week playing Ipswich and Derby away. Let, let's see, let's see how we feel after the podcast after Derby away, and if we're still top. <laughs> I think you'll we'll, be ripping up the season ticket. Like, oh. I think we'll all be punching the air and banging the table. <laughs> Jack it out, you know what you're doing. No, but I think that's it. That'll be a big measure in yeah. two weeks' time. Stu. Yeah, I think you spoke a lot of sense then. <laughs> no, it was at the start of the season, I think after about after about four five games in, I jokingly said after after the match back in the Emerald Club, I banged the table and I said, Well, we're gonna win the league. I did exactly the same thing last season, in a joking way, but as every week goes on, I'm not saying we are going to win the league, but mm. as every week goes on, and we still we we don't get outclassed by anyone. Mm. We get I mean possession stats on our possessions, that everything like you said about Tommy rowing that team of the week yeah. thing. But we we've got more possession than everyone else every week. It's just that final third occasionally, like the first half last week, and the collapse at Millwall and the collapse mm. at Reading. 
things like that that are going to creep in. But yeah, like you said, that after the derby game, we were sitting here with a pink bandana on, <laughs> salmon pink bandana. If, we, if we've gone to the derby and won, and we're top of the league, I'll be starting to think maybe 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 you're right in the Emerald Club. <laughs> Um, predictions for Birmingham. Sure, let's start with you. Yeah, what do you I'll, think? I'll hope two 0 but there's always that wars. The, the old, the old way of saying, yeah, this has got Birmingham win nailed on. But yeah. under Jackie, that doesn't seem to happen anymore. Oh yeah, I'll go two 0 Wolves. Two 0 Wolves. Um, John, a tense one 0 Ooh, a tense one 0 The last time we played Birmingham um, wasn't telly, wasn't it? As well, was it yeah. a Saturday night or no. Friday night? It was a night. It, it was, was it was a Saturday five or five fifteen yes. kickoff. I'm, I'd been to the pantomime before the game. <laughs> I went to the matinee with my niece. Oh, you could have made a joke of that. Ah, oh. can you just something about went to the then I went to then I went to the match away. I don't know <laughs> something like that. What did um, you see? <coughs> the Wolves match. Remember. Which is the pantomime? <laughs> Oh, and the ticket bought for me. I was told I was going to the pantomime, and then you go into the match. Oh right, okay. <laughs> joke set up for you there, John. Oh sorry. Oh, oh no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, Marlon King was it own goal? Marlon, Marlon King own goal from a sacko free kick. Yeah, and we, we should have scored two or three from what I remember of that that day. I think especially in the second half. Yeah, we played well second half. Kevin Doyle played particularly well second half. And we were going to get promoted. We sold back and then. Look happened there. Yeah, we, we were actually we were, probably, we were near enough, not far off top after yeah. that game. Mm. Mm. Ah, memories. Mm. What could have been? <laughs> um, let's just briefly touch on um, another reunion with Mick McCarthy on Tuesday night um, at Portman Road. And um, was the last time we played Mick with Ipswich, we lost two 0 at home, which is basically kind of some, nearly cemented Sarbacken's demise at Wolves. Um, you would have thought that obviously once again the Wolves, the Tramley fans, you guys will give him a good reception. No. Or is that the reception was done? No, that's, you don't have to keep doing it. He wasn't that, no, he's not that much yeah. of a legend. He's he is not for Graham me. Turner. He is for me, though. This is, I think this is a generational thing. Well, yeah, like for me, he's brought, he brought some of the best years I've sported Wolves. I thought you were going to say he brought some of the best players. Was like, <laughs> so he brought about 300. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, generation thing. He, yeah, yeah, for me, I mean, I had you can, Graham Taylor, Mark McGee, Colin Lee, hmm. Dave Jones... That year that we the uh, that happened, that f- the first three quarters of that season was superb. Didn't happen in the playoffs, and then whatever happened after that, mm. Hoddle, well, mm. so the best of a bad bunch, really. But saying that, the football was exciting, and when we won the league under McCarthy, it was exciting to watch. Yeah, he did, and he did a really good job. You can't knock it, but as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> that's done now. He's had, he's had, he's had his applause. <laughs> Kenny Jackett's our manager and still, still, he McCall- still doesn't change he still does my editing in his post-match interviews he trying, he's trying to be funny did you see me with talking to Clem on uh, the Football League show yeah. last week I, I, I my, my wife goes mental she she if we lo- I'm going to go mental if we lose to him she said I, I can't stand it but I do I do, <laughs> I do miss some of Mick McCarthy's interviews it's just the whole Elico when we got promoted. I don't think he does your club any favours. I don't. I don't think he promotes your club very well with those. That, that, that's that humour that he, he trying to bring this Yorkshire humour. Was anyone else? I'll do them. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine you at Portman Road. Everyone's walking out. People are applauding at McCarthy. Nope. Not he's, he's, he's had my applause. He's had my applause. Walk on by me. You've had my applause. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think people like Jackie, people like Nigel Pearson. 
promote your club much better with their post-match interviews that are far more constructive and you learn far more from them than just mix just one-liners and f- little bits of being funny. And <laughs> <laughs> you don't like him, do you? <laughs> <laughs> You've guessed I'm <laughs> I've been rumbled. <laughs> I've been out of your head. <laughs> He's next interview, that John Bob. <laughs> I'm going back home to mimic McCarthy dartboard. <laughs> I think that's where we'll leave the podcast this week. Thank you very much for listening. Follow us all week on Twitter at WWFC Fancast, Facebook, Wolves Football Fancast Show, and like. And uh, check out our latest blogs and match reports from people like Stu on our website, wallsfancast.com. Uh, please do vote for us at this year's Football Blogging Awards 2014. Uh, go on our website, wallsfancast.com, or go to footballbloggingawards.co.uk and click vote now to vote for us. And Richard in the podcast and new blogger category. John, I'm sure you've placed a vote, haven't you? I have. You I have, have. Yeah, yeah, you have. Do I do yeah. another one now, though? You've got to do another one now. Another one? Okay, yeah. No problem. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you after we record this. <laughs> I'll do like a video tutorial of me showing you so I can show other people. Um, so for this, actually, before we do that, Stu, debut. Been happy? Good. Yeah. yeah, it's been great. Good, good. You're going to come back? I'll be back. Good, good. I'll be back. <laughs> uh, so for this week, it's bye from Stu. Bye. Bye from John. Good night. And it's bye from me. See you next week post Birmingham and Ipswich. <laughs>